Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today, as it always is. I am Boyd Matheson. And uh, just as a reminder, uh, coming next week, we're going to expand. We're going to get a little more Inside Sources. And uh, we will do that every day, Monday through Friday, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. here on KSL News Radio. You'll get an expanded. Uh, Dave and Dejanovic from 9 to noon, expanded Maria Chaleos from noon to 1 with news, and, uh, and then we'll pick you up from there and uh, get you on to Jeff Kaplan, who will get you home, as he always does. So uh, a lot of that will enable us to to dig a little deeper and to, to build a little bigger on a lot of these uh, important issues of the day. And, of course, one of the inside sources that we love to bring on this show is Miles Hansen. Uh, he is president of and CEO of World Trade Center Utah. Uh, we are a big fan, and uh, it is one of those organizations that's having an impact that you may not always notice or see. Uh, and so today, is there's so much news swirling around so many different aspects of China uh, that I wanted to get Miles on board with us to, to have a discussion around some of these things. Uh, they are continuing their series, The China Paradox. Uh, they've got one more session left, which will be on April the 7th, uh, and that is uh, free to sign up. We'll put that up on our uh, social media page today so you can sign in there. Uh, but Miles, thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping on quick with us today. Boyd, happy to do it. It's great to be on. And congratulations. You know, you really did have the fastest hour on radio. So now you get the fastest two hours starting next week. That's right. We may have to, you know, redo the T-shirts and the hats. It, it may be a little challenge, but we'll we'll figure it out. Well, there's there's been so much news about China swirling of late. Of course, Utah uh, Junior Senator Mitt Romney uh, made some comments about China, what we need to watch out for and how we need to approach that. Uh, you've been digging deep into this over the last several weeks. Uh, there was a, an interesting uh, piece in the Wall Street Journal uh, just over the last uh, couple of days that, uh, and I want to start there, uh, just talking about how the Biden administration is going to have to really make sure they convince China that we aren't just trailing off, that we aren't on the decline, uh, but that we actually have to function from a position of strength. That's exactly right. And boy, very, very grateful to you. You helped moderate the discussion that we had two weeks ago, the first session of the China Paradox that we've been doing at World Trade Center Utah, where we had John Huntsman, uh, who we all know and love, and, and Matt Pottinger, who was President Trump's deputy national security advisor. And he's done more over the past four years than anybody else in the country to shape U.S.-China policy. And boy, one of the key takeaways I took from our conversation that we had with, with John and Matt was that we need to continue to be very confident in our system and in our country. And that's what this Wall Street Journal article talks about, is that the greatest risk 
is for China to overestimate uh, our, our, our weakness, which we are not a weak country. We've gone through some rough times over the past few months politically, obviously economically, but we are coming through this pandemic very, very strong. And that's one, one of the key takeaways I had was that we need to remember that we have an incredible country, an incredible economy. We continue to be the envy of the world. And that, 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 that light on the, the city on the hill, there's some things domestically we need to do to make it ourselves even stronger. But as we approach China, we need to remember that we can approach it from a position of strength and not one of, of weakness, uh, despite their best efforts to portray us as being in decline and, and overly weak. Yeah. And so I wanted to get to... Uh, what, what does that mean for the people of Utah? There are so many Utah companies that have connections into China that do manufacturing there. We have import-export. Uh, Utah, of course, is being positioned and I think is really poised to to lead out not just nationally but internationally coming out of the pandemic uh, with the Inland Port and a new international uh, airport, uh, an incredible workforce here, and, and so many other positives going on. Uh, what is it that the the average citizen here in the state of Utah should be thinking about or watching for as it relates to China? Yeah, I think there are two key things. One, uh, on the national level, and as as Utahns look at what's happening out there in the world and try to make sense of it, you know, this this relationship between the United States and China is is, is getting worse and will continue to do so, in my opinion. This is a great uh, geopolitical rivalry for the next uh, coming years and decades. Uh, China is, is working to uh, undermine and make the world safe for their system and their values, which are you know, directly opposed to our, our system and our values in a lot of different ways. And so this is a very, very real threat. And Senator Romney's done a great job over the past few years of raising awareness about all the reasons why what China is doing is against our values and our interests. But the second thing I think is really important is for people to recognize that this is not just another Cold War. China is not the Soviet Union. Uh, Our relationship today with China is far more complex. And given that, people do have to think very, very deeply, either as companies or universities or institutions or as individuals, how they approach China, because there is a lot of different mixed interests. A lot of companies here in the state are doing a lot of business with China, and that's important and and should continue and so it's not just a Cold War mentality of, okay, let's just separate everything and, and build walls and, and try to outcompete them in that way. Yeah. Our competition is going to have to be, in an integrated sense, is companies rather competing and winning in China uh, and also against Chinese companies elsewhere in the world. Yeah, uh, so fascinating. If you just joining us, we've got Miles Hansen from World Trade Center Utah on the line with us. We're continuing this just a fascinating conversation around the China paradox uh, and we've talked about this before. We were able to dig into it in uh, in some of these sessions with World Trade Center Utah in, in talking about how do you balance that? You, I mean, you just rattled off, you know, institutions of, of higher education and other partnerships that are going on where you have to have this interesting balance between, you know, human rights and and re- religious liberty and, and business and all of those different things uh, that can really be a, a challenge uh, where – we we compete against China. We have to compete against them in a number of places, and we need them as partners in certain places, and we need them as allies uh, for things like North Korea and other other global issues. Uh, what is the key? What should be pe- people be thinking in terms of those balance points as it relates to China? Yeah, I think one key point is to keep in mind leverage. And so if I were a, a company doing a lot of business in China or as a, a university and had a lot of Chinese students coming uh, to study um, or I'm, I'm, I'm an individual that, that is, you know, doing has a lot of ties 
in China. China has shown that it is very adept at using leverage that it develops, often through economic ties, to try to compel others to, uh, in best case, to go along with its uh, agenda and things that are against our, our values and our interests. And in other cases, if it can't get you to go along, then at least to be quiet about that. I'll give you one quick specific example of this. The European Union, there's a lot of fanfare a couple months ago. They signed a big investment deal with China. And then just last week, they joined the Biden administration in putting sanctions in a few key uh, Chinese officials who've been involved in these atrocities in Western China against the Uyghur uh, minority group there. Um, And so you have this this, this great uh, investment deal just two months ago. They sanctioned four people. And now you have this huge diplomatic spat between China and the EU. China is threatening, uh, calling for boycotts of European companies. So you can see how they are using this economic leverage that they have over the European Union in order to advance these political goals. And they will use that against individual companies, against, against countries. And so what that means is if you're a company doing business in China, you have to know your leverage points. Yeah. And you have to be thinking now, what are we going to do if something were to happen and they were to cut us off? How do we prepare now for that eventuality? Because hey, we don't know what industry it will be or when it will happen. But I guarantee you it's going to happen to some U.S. industries at some point in the coming months and years where China decides to use that leverage to put pressure on the United States and companies get caught up in the middle of that is collateral damage. Yeah, absolutely. Great insight, as always. Miles Hansen from World Trade Center, Utah. The China Paradox. We'll put that up on our Facebook page today. You can follow them along. Always appreciate you joining us, Miles. We're going to step aside for a quick bottom of the hour break. When we come back, uh, KSL TV's Carol Makita is going to join us. We're going to talk about the uh, next season of The Chosen coming up here on Easter Sunday. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.